amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Rocking the blues with Kara Granger and rocking everything else with Kurt Stifle. This is the Swing Shift Hour. It's Music Friday Live. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm welcoming all of our listeners on the blogtalkradio.com network, the cyberstationusa.com network, and all the radio affiliates there in the East Coast are going to be hearing us later tonight, and also everybody listening to us on Stitcher. And let me say a special hello to our listeners on the Artistic Echoes Network in the UK. Hi, everybody in the UK who are going to be listening to us tomorrow because, you know, it's tomorrow. Well, you understand. And also to say hi to our podcast listeners on iTunes. Um, if you have questions or comments for our guests, remember, this is this is your show. They're here to talk with you. So you can uh, Call in if you're listening to us live, 347-215-7511, or email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let me repeat that once again, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. If uh, you uh, send in your, your questions and you're not listening to us live, we're going to forward them on to our guests so they can answer them. Blues Down Under, who knew? Well, I didn't, but when I heard our next guest play, I was sold. Kara Granger was born and raised in Australia, but now she lives in Los Angeles and she plays around the world. She started her professional career at 16 as an accomplished guitarist and singer in blues and Americana. She and her brother Mitch Granger formed a band, toured Australia, and produced two studio albums. And then in 2008, she signed to an Australian label. But fortunately for us, she recorded her debut solo album here in Los Angeles, and that album was Grand and Green River. That album showed the world what an incendiary and hugely talented blues player sounds like. It stayed in the top 30 of the Americana charts for 38 straight weeks. And, well, the, you know, the rest is history. Global tours, TV appearances, openings for top stars, two more albums, and her fourth album, Living With Your Ghost, will be released soon. I understand possibly around the 1st of, of uh, June, but the song is out today, and we have both the music and the woman. Kara Granger, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hi, Patrick. How you doing? We're doing really well. We're doing very well here, and, and even better now that we're talking with you. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Well, Thank you for sending me the preview of this new album. It is great music, and uh, it's kind of, I can hear the evolution of your music in it because I've been listening to all your other albums, um, and, but we're gonna, and we're going to play some cuts, cuts from it and talk about it, but I'm dying to ask you something. Now, I've been to Sydney. It's a beautiful, compact city. It's, one, it, it's a lot of fun to live in. Why did you decide to move to a crazy mega city like my hometown here in Los Angeles? <laughs> well, for a lot of reasons. But, you know, I'd been touring and playing around Australia for a fair while, and I was, I was ready for a change of scene, absolutely. And also, the record label was an Australian label that I was working with, but they sent me across the pond to work with a producer here in L.A., and uh, that was Dave Kalish at Red Star Recording. And uh, basically, you know, after being here for a couple of weeks and working on some pre-production, I found myself working alongside, you know, Richie Haywood and Reggie McBride and Jeff Young and all these fantastic players. And uh, it was just all a little bit too exciting for me and I had to stay. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you yeah, did. You know, I ended up working with some of my, uh, you know, favorite musicians of all time straight away, and and uh, you know, 
one of the first songs that I ever performed live was when I was 13 at high school. It wasn't a blues song, believe it or not, but it was the Eagles. It was uh, Hotel California in, a, in an all-female rock band. And, you know, there's a line in there that, uh, check in, you can never leave. That's yep. what happened to me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're really glad you did move to L.A., and, and life would be perfect if you would add an L.A. date to your tour, but we can talk about that later, right? It's, um, coming, it's coming. Yeah, we're just locking with that in with a few people. So. Yay. Sure. All right. Well, then it will be perfect. All right. Well, let's play some of this perfect music. I've, uh, that This is a song that re- you released today, and this is Living With Your Ghost. white heat there with the B3 and then you sort of swoop down on us with the vocals that just demand attention and I listened to that song and then mm-hmm. I went back and I listened to Shiver and Sigh and I could, I could see your signature but I could also see the change uh, was that a hard song to write and record to get it just the way you wanted it uh, I would say no it came together pretty effortlessly <laughs> Um, I was working with a fantastic band in in Texas, and probably one of my all-time favorite drummers, J.J. Johnson, who plays with the Tedeschi Trucks band regularly, mm-hmm. and uh, Dave mm-hmm. Monzi on bass, and Ivan Neville on keys. So I was working with some professionals. Uh, but, um, you know, and the other thing was that that was a lyric that was uh, very meaningful to me. So I just had to... Uh, had to lock into the meaning of the words and, and lay it down. So, yeah, that came together pretty easy, that one. Okay. The the, um, the electric guitar solo later in the song, is, is that you? It is, yeah. Okay, boy, that, mm-hmm. that is really hot. <laughs> All right. Um, Thank you. Now, this is the title song of the album that you're releasing. I, I think you've got a release date set for June 1st. Is that right? Yeah, the full album will be out then on all the okay. uh, regular channels. and um, Can people pre-order yeah, it? Pre-order it, yeah, for sure. And uh, that really helps us if you do manage to pre-order. So uh, if anyone's having an inkling to do that, you can go and uh, do that on, on iTunes. On iTunes, okay, very good. So um, I encourage everyone after the show, not during the show, but after the show to go to iTunes and pre-order a copy of the album uh, because... You just will be happy to do it, okay? All right. Um, oh, oh, also, I forgot. I forgot to mention, Patrick, that uh, I believe it's on sale for the pre-release. You can get it at half price right now until the release date, something like that. Wow. Okay. Well, there's all the more reason to do it that way. Um, is is are you going to be releasing um, uh, a CD um, as well as uh, a download? Absolutely, and you can order that on the uh, record company through the record company that's a uh, station house records or even if you come to my website taragranger.com uh, there should be a, a way to lead you through to station house records to order that 
Okay, it's probably easiest for people to remember to to come to sarahgranger.com. Well, we I, have I the think it's going to be going to be on what Amazon it? too, I believe, or I don't know, all the regular places. <laughs> Good. Okay. When it, uh, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. You're going to be hard to avoid, huh? <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we have the masters here. Thank you. And I want to play some uh, a couple of more shortcuts from other songs on the album. And what I want to play is Freedom Song. Here's Freedom Song. I could listen to that all day, and in fact, yesterday I did. Um, from the first mood-setting notes to the way you weave the vocals and the guitar riffs uh, to that great guitar solo in the last third, that that's really an unforgettable song. W- where did it come from? Gee, uh, that's a good question on that one, to be honest. That, I mean, uh, that song means many different things to me, but, uh, you know, it started with a a slide riff. I actually recorded that. I started writing that a few years ago, actually, and didn't finish it off till recently. Um, but uh, yeah, hello. We didn't lose you, did we? Oh no. Sounds like we might have lost you. So tell you what, uh, while we You're... oh there you are. You're back uh, no, again. Can you hear me? Uh, now, now we can hear you now. Yeah. So, okay, you were saying that that had that song had lots of meanings to you. Many many musicians have written about it, but it's also about uh, yearning for the people that are left at home or on the other side of the world or wherever they may be. Okay, well, you know, I I know you and my 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 friend from uh, from New Zealand, uh, Jackie Bristow, are are friends, and and she also has a song called Freedom. Um, that, of course, the two songs are nothing alike. Do you two ever compare notes, so to speak? <laughs> well, uh, no, we don't really compare notes, but we did play a lot of shows together in Australia when we were first starting out. And uh, she's one of my best friends and beautiful songwriter. Uh, I think so, so much that I decided to cover one of her songs on the album too, called Broken Record, which mm-hmm. I really love. I, I always try and put a couple of covers on there. I, I think it make, you know creates a nice balance for the album, and rather than it just being all my work. But sure. uh, yeah, you know. So Jackie, we have um, we actually we have a very similar history, and we came over. I think well, we were on the same record label in Australia as well, Craving Records, and I believe we might have even come over on the same plane to the states. <laughs> I'm sure you would have yeah. noticed that there was another a, a beautiful woman carrying a guitar case on on the plane with you. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think I do. I think she was late and got bumped up to business class, if I remember rightly. Yeah, right. <laughs> she was. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was wondering now that you, now that you've been here for a while, uh, and I know you were probably steeped in in um, an American music while you were in Australia, as well as some of the great Australian music, but. But who are your inspirations today? Well, whose music gives you ideas and energy? Well, I think I've really been getting into uh, more of the singer-songwriter world in general lately. Uh, I love Jason Isabel. I, mm. I think his music's wonderful. I, 
I discovered Ryan Adams very late. I love him too. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I do um, love Chris Stapleton as sure. well. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm mentioning a lot of men there, um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't discriminate. I just whatever stands <laughs> out. But I, yeah, it's, they're, they're the people that I've really been listening to a lot lately. Um, there was, I think it was the the Milk Carton Kids was another band mm-hmm. I heard mm-hmm. recently that mm-hmm. I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, lots of different stuff. Okay. All 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 across the board. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me remind our audience that we are talking with Kara Granger about her new song just released today and her upcoming album, which is set for release June 1st, which you can also pre-order. You can also call in and talk with her, or you can email, and some of you already have been emailing, So, but I'm going to give the email address again anyway. It's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's, let's turn to some of these emails here. We have one here, um, O'Reilly from Los Angeles, who wants to know, what was the hardest part of moving to Los Angeles? Right. Well, I guess the hardest part was probably, uh, it's such a massive city. It's it's really huge. So to really, you know, learning where everything is and and where the... um, you know, the best part to where, where to find nature and where to go and relax and, you know, uh, find the, the culture. You know, at first it's just a massive concrete jungle. But then once you've been, it takes a few years really to to find out where the brilliant parts of L.A. are. It's really a magical city and there's so much nature here that people, you know, don't see from the outset because it's not really um, all we see in the press is, Yeah. Kind of uh, tabloids and and um, yeah, factors of LA. But it's you know it's the whole state, California is really gorgeous, and um, just takes a while to find where it's at. I suppose I could I could say that was the hardest part. But uh, of course, you you probably discovered early on that Los Angeles is is a uh, one of the only city actually in the country that's divided by a mountain range. Um, the Santa Monica Mountains, and there's lots of places in there to go hike and walk with the dogs and all that sort of stuff. So it does have its natural its natural parts. Um, it really does, yeah. I mean, where I, I'm on the foothills of the mountains here in, um, I guess, the, um, the San Gabriel Mountains. And, sure. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going hiking every couple of days with my dog, like you said. And, uh, you know, there's, there's deer, there's bears swimming in, you know, swimming in the neighbors' swimming pools, there's coyotes. We got it all. <laughs> <laughs> you got it all. All right. Well, hey, yes. uh, let's see. Um, um, Maricot from New York City wants to know what instruments do you play? Uh, any instruments beside the guitar and what kind of guitar do you play? Sure. Uh, well, I started playing a Stratocaster and... Uh, now I'm kind of stretching out and playing some more gold tops and Gibson, Gibson gold tops. I also, for my slide guitars, I, I really like using my 60s acoustic harmony, which I put a pickup in, um, put a single coil pickup in. Uh, and for acoustics, you know, I've got a whole whole bunch. I could probably talk about this. It might be a bit boring, Patrick. For a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have another show but, just on, on, on guitars. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, just putting, throwing a little um, ode to Australia here as well. I absolutely love my acoustic Maiden guitars as well. And uh, it's one of my favorite uh, acoustic guitars to play live. Their, their pickup system beautiful. And um, I do love the Maitens. But I got a couple American ones too. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. Princess Princess One Hundred and One in Los Angeles wants to know why did you record in Texas? Sure. Well, partly uh, because that's where the fantastic Joe Sullivan was. Stuart Sullivan was based, and uh, he's from Wire Recording, which is a really great studio, and it. it was also easy uh, for everybody to 
to get to there and the band that we wanted to work with. Um, but I've always kind of wanted to record in Texas too. I've spent quite a bit of time in Austin and, you know, it's a really fun, interesting city. I also liked the fact, honestly, that I was away from home to record for a week or two uh, because then I could just really, you know, forget about the um, the bills for a moment and the <laughs> what have you and just go and, and concentrate on the music without any distractions. Okay. Well, speaking of that, we have one, we have time for, for one last question. And this question, actually several people have asked this question. What's your favorite music venue in Los Angeles? Oh, well, you know, I really like the Troubadour. I think that's, that's fun. And it's a, it's not too big. It's not too, and you don't, it's got a, still got a, a warm atmosphere and it's got a really great history to it as well a bit of it's got a bit of soul to it i think that's one of my favorites you know i like the hotel okay. cafe too but um yeah probably the troubadour okay all right we just got an email in from our, our mutual friend laurie who said that uh, you sound great on the radio <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks speaking of so- yeah speaking of sounding great i'm still kind of vibrating from listening to uh to freedom song but it makes me think of um how did you pick up blues and funk and soul and slide guitar in a suburb of of Sydney? Was was your family musical? So my my family, uh, my parents were music lovers. I mean, we always there was always music playing in the house, and my dad played a bit of guitar. And um, my brother is a professional songwriter musician himself. So we were in a band together for a few years in Australia called Papa Lips and we toured up the coast, you know, there playing soul and funk, a lot yeah. of, you know, New Orleans derived musical kind of stuff. And so uh, there was a lot of music around and the town that I grew up in Australia in Sydney. You might know it if you've been there called uh, Balmain it's in the inner West. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of live music venues, probably the most venues within you know, close proximity and, you know, for a suburb, as we call it, as a city. So, you know, <laughs> a lot of music going on and soul and blues at the time was really popular and it was having a bit of a resurgence. So that's really how I got into that style. Well, I know you've also mm. toured a lot. You you played in Indonesia at, um, at uh, with the Jakarta All Women's Blues Review, which is a topic all into itself having worked in Indonesia for a while <laughs> I find that rather interesting but uh, the most interesting right. tour uh, was for the Himalayan Blues Foundation um, how did they find you who are they <laughs> and, and uh, are there blues fans in the Himalayas they sure are yeah and uh, that was my first time going to India actually but they, I think they, um, those promoters saw me at the um, in Indonesia at the Jakarta Blues Festival performing, and then invited me to come and play in, in India at their festival. And you know, I, well, I can't remember if I flew into Delhi or where wherever it was that I flew into, and then we had a you know three or four hour ride up this <laughs> uh, narrow road up a mountainside to get to the venue, and you know. Um, Guwahati was the place that it was actually held and I think there was definitely some blues lovers there you know and obviously the the promoters that brought me over but I'm going to say that where I was uh, a lot of people were discovering the style and my style for the first time (laughs) (laughs) okay you know, All right. Well, yeah. Well, well uh, I'd love to have you back on and just talk about some of your your touring there, because um, I'm sure that people were not only just discovering your style, but they were also discovering that women play electric guitars and sing the blues. Um, but I want to get back to America, uh, and in fact, uh, a great song on the album called "You Are in You're in New Orleans."
I love that song. You really captured the the feeling, the New Orleans feeling and and vibe just so nicely, and it, it gave gives gives us a smile and a, and kind of a, a happy break in the album. It's sort of fun and addictive. Now, who's your singing partner there? Oh, of course, that's Anders Osborne, who uh, was the co-producer on the album, and he's just I've actually been a fan of his for a long time. I, I remember hearing his his albums in Australia. You know, a few years back, then I just absolutely loved it. So yeah. that was a real treat to be working alongside him. And he is incredibly talented as a singer and a guitar player and a songwriter. He's um, yeah, really, really inspiring. So well, that, that was a real treat. Song. Well, we're getting a little tight on Thank time, you. and I, but there's another mm-hmm. song of yours that I, I really do want to play, and it's uh, because it's it's got this great energy to it. Um, uh, this is favorite sin and then we can ask you later on what your favorite sin is here we go That's that's not the right track. I'm going to have to go uh, beat an intern over the head with a wet noodle. Uh, I'm not quite sure. (laughs) Darn. Okay. Well, now we definitely are going to have you back on and play the right track. Uh, My apologies there. Um, But in any case, um, this is a reason why people need to pre-order your album so they can hear the right Right. track. (laughs) Because... That track uh, has a slide in it. It moves real nice and down and dirty, and it's got a little twist to it and an energy, and you get the B3 in there. So everybody, you heard the wrong track, so now you absolutely positively have to go pre-order the album. And how do they do that? So uh, you can pre-order the album by going to iTunes or going to my website, caragranger.com, and that'll direct you in the right way but you know probably if you want to download go to itunes it's the pre-orders available as you say right now okay all right well everybody go and pre-order the album you'll get all the right tracks that way too now you've got a tour scheduled uh you're going to be in texas and colorado and you're also going to see my friends in northern california at the russian river blues festival which i've been to have you ever been to that festival i have not but it looks beautiful it is yeah, the location it, looks gorgeous it's wonderful. It's in the Redwoods. So um, you'll, you'll have a great time there. And then you're going up to Canada. Uh, and you told me, you, you promised me you're going to put an L.A. date on there someplace. And uh, when you do, let us know. Um, you know, okay. Harbell, and you can also, all my, um, if people in L.A. are wondering, you know, all my dates are on my website there. So you can track me that way or through bands in town or however you like to check out where I'm at. Okay, good. Uh, we'll see you on Bands in Town then, and you'll probably have uh, uh, CDs available at your shows. Is that right? Absolutely, yes, I will. Okay. Another reason for people to be at your shows. Okay. Well, Carl, we are out of time. Uh, again, my apologies for having the, the, the wrong song queued up, but uh, everybody should now pre-order the album and get the right song, and I want to uh, so congratulations on the album, and thank you so much for enjo- for joining us today. Thank you so much, Patrick. 
Kara Granger, you can download her new song, Living With Your Ghost, now, or you can stream it on Spotify, pre-order her album. You'll get all the right songs. It's on pledgemusic.com. It's on uh, iTunes. Um, or just go to her website. Check out her Facebook page for full details and touring dates. We're going to take a, a quick break right now. We're going to take a little trip to Mexico, and then we'll be right back with our next guest. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja, California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at mysanfelipevacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And you will see us in San Felipe because we go to San Felipe. But uh, in the meantime, if you're going to go, go to MySanFelipeVacation.com and then put in the discount code MFLA5 and you'll get a 5% discount on all your lodgings there. So that's MySanFelipeVacation.com, discount code MFLA5. Mad, insane, brilliant. There are lots of ways to describe Kurt Stiefel and the swing shift and Kurt's various musical incarnations. Co-founder, writer for the 80s punk band, The Nip Drivers, he did crazy stuff in film and music, leaving a fun and creative legacy. Three decades and multiple music incarnations later, he is the leader of the Kurt Stiefel and the Swing Shift Band and the patron of the music collective known as Labor Camp. The Swing Chip has just released a new album, The Pilgrim's Guide to the River of Salvation, which is a multi-track rock opera. It's all about the journey, a journey, and we're going to hear all about the journey and songs from the past 60 years of pop from Dylan to Cheap Trick and Black Flag. But don't take my word for it, because here's the man himself. Kurt, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hello, Patrick. Well, this is a really fun album, um, and, and I want to make sure that I'm correct in my understanding that it's actually the story of a not-too-bright, not-too-ethical young man sort of meandering on a heroic quest between Las Vegas and Los Angeles. Is that is that correct? Uh, yeah, you could loosely describe it as that, and um, yeah, looking for his uh, star, you might say, um, and always ending up running into the wrong alley, you might say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Yes. uh, Well, since this is a rock uh, opera and and, and a song about uh, an album about running into the wrong alleys, um, I suggest folks listen to it in order. But because we're only going to play a few cuts, four songs, actually, I'm going to skip around uh, a little bit. And uh, hopefully with good reason, uh, I want to start with the kind of title song, O Pilgrim.
Okay, now we can dive into the swamp, or rather Great. into the story a little bit. Now, the loser And the water hero, is fine. Part, okay. <laughs> yeah. I understand that the loser hero is making an escape slash pilgrimage to L.A. from Las Vegas after possibly killing his girlfriend. We don't really know. He meets a hooker. I don't know either. Okay. All yeah, right. I don't know either. It's just more, it's more of like a loose kind of feel, this whole thing. It's, um, there right. really is a, a, there's an overarching storyline, but it's not really specific. So I kind of would like whoever listens to the album to kind of like come up with their own story because oh, um, instead of telling, instead of telling my story or somebody else's, I think it's better to let the listener relate to songs themselves okay not be too specific you know okay all right okay I think, but there I is think, one part all... in there that um uh I, I think is kind of specific and that is the swampy the woman yes. who uh and, and the devil uh and and as i understand it he meets a hooker <laughs> and she sells his soul to the devil and the devil is actually the character named swampy and and uh, yes yeah okay yes. all right and then that and we a whole be bunch specific of... about yes Okay. All right. Basically, that song, that song, the song "O O Pilgrim" is is based on the idea of John the Baptist calling people to the river to be baptized. But obviously, it's a one eight hundred eighty degree turn on that, and uh, the protagonist uh, is called to the river, the LA River, that's outside of the uh, uh, Farmer John meatpacking plant to be baptized. So, <laughs> in other words. Come to L.A. and your dreams will come true, and you will find your salvation and wealth and power and fame. And it just all turns out to be complete baloney. <laughs> and, uh, so huh? you know, I guess a lot of people would come here looking for things, and they don't find them, and they end up in bad situations. Um, uh, that was kind of the feeling. Yeah, it end up in good situations. But, uh, yeah, all right, I got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and after listening to it, uh, it has the feel to me of a kind of a of a musical um, that would include some of the delights of L.A. like it's a river. Um, yes, and there's there's some great lines in there where the stagnant waters don't flow and the trash falls like leaves by the shore. Come and lay by the riverside; the water will kill what's growing inside. Um. So did you go kayaking on the new restored L.A. River and getting inspired to make that scene of your hero's baptism? Well, the inspiration is more like when I was a child and I grew up in that area and we mm-hmm. would go ride our bicycles down there. And it was a stagnant sort of concrete gutter of the Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, I'd seen plane crashes in it when I was a kid. I've, you know. Ooh floods wow. and uh you know it just leaves it leaves a, a mark i think on your psyche if you grow up near the la river wow it's an interesting place okay and, i know, i grew up I near uh, biona creek which is you know one of the tributaries that actually goes down the ocean which is like you say concreted in so i i know yeah. what you're talking about yeah um, and it's, well, a necess- it's a necessary evil unfortunately because it is in the middle of a city and we are in a flood zone but you know, it is what it is. It's the LA River. Well, we, we, there are years and years of arguing about that one with the Corps of Engineers. Yeah. yeah. But um, right. Uh, I mentioned that uh, the re- the the recipient of the uh, the Pilgrim Soul was a character by the name of Swampy. So I want to play Swampy's uh, song, which I think is actually your current single that's out too. So here's Swampy. Yes.
a verse in there. Uh, I'm the little puddle underneath your feet makes you slip and fall and knock out your teeth. Well, it, it's very yes. nice to put a name on that little puddle. Um, uh, have you encountered Mr. Swampy yourself and lost some teeth as a result? Uh, not my teeth, but uh, I encountered Swampy about three three months ago when I uh, crashed my motorcycle and broke my ankle. So he reached up out of the ground, pulled me off the motorcycle, and snapped my ankle. That's Swampy Ooh. right there. Ooh, okay. Well, I love the <laughs> illustrations for Swampy, and I understand you just put out a new video for Swampy, did you? Yes, it just premiered on on a Wednesday over at the Big Takeover magazine. They have it posted on their website. And it's also posted in YouTube and Vimeo. Um, Kurt Stifle and the Swing Shift and the Swampy official video directed by Angela Bailey. Um, and Will Crespo did the, the uh, puppeteering and uh, editing. And it's, it's a fantastic video. Um, it's funny. And you have to see it. So it's a, the Swampy video on YouTube, Kurt, uh, Kurt Stifle and the Swing Shift. Okay, well, I'm sorry I, I missed it when we we were looking at your videos and, and listening to your music all week, and somehow that got past me. So as soon as the song, yeah, over, it, just, it just came out. It just came out, so it's understandable. So yeah, okay, all right. It's well, really it, great. It, let's go back to to, to the the possible uh, in in my imagination um, musical. Um, could you see Swampy on stage, maybe with a chorus line? That's what I would love to see. I would love to see this whole album turn into a an off Broadway theater piece. It'd just be spectacular. Just because the songs all have this cinematic, theatrical feel to them. Um, yeah, so I think it would translate well into a musical, and that was the whole point of of writing it this way was to write show tunes. So each song has a different feel. There's different characters in each song. Um, none of them are similar. And there's a kind of, like I said, overarching story and a message in each of the songs that kind of would correlate with a show tune. So that was the yeah, idea. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe one day oh, yeah. uh, it's playing at the Pantages yeah. Theater. Yeah, maybe somebody listening to the show today is is actually a playwright, and we'll uh, get in touch with you and uh, say, you know, you got the music, and I'll write the book, and we'll go pitch it. God knows there's enough theaters in in Los Angeles. Let me remind our and audience, there's enough, and there's enough writers too. Absolutely, that's absolutely yeah. all you have to do is 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 drive a lift um, uh, car for a while, and um, people get in there, and you can see the scripts in their hands. Um, exactly. Well, let's uh, let, let, let me remind our audience that we are talking with, with Kurt Stifel about his new album, and you can talk with him, too. You can write in uh, on uh, Music Friday Live uh, at gmail.com, or you can call in 347-215-7511, and people have already been emailing in, so they're, they're sitting there at work with their headphones on, and, and so they can't call cool. in, but they are emailing in. So let, let's go on these emails. This is from... Uh, Buzzbeat in Hollywood. Sounds like a magazine. Um, Buzzbeat wants to know, is this, has this album been in your head for a long time? And if so, did it hurt? <laughs> it was, it was cracking the inside of my skull with a hammer, uh, breaking its way out. And it has been in my head for, I think I started working on this two years, over two years ago, I started doing tracking and demos for it. And, um, yeah, it's been a long process and it came out and I'm very, I, I got to tell you, I'm very happy with this album. I couldn't even imagine I could ever do anything like this. And it's been a lot of fun and working with Paul Rossler has been really great. He's an excellent producer and, uh, he's really, um, great with working with musicians and people since he is one himself, a great musician so he understands the whole process and when to step in and when to let go. Um, fantastic. Yes. The project's been pounding in my head for about two to three years. And uh, now I'm working on the next one. So now I've got another construction project going on inside my skull. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, Lester Luther in New York city wants to know, um, if you produce this on stage, what part would you play? 
I'm not an actor. I look funny and I walk funny. So, you know, maybe I could just find somebody that looks like maybe Leonardo could, DiCaprio could play me or something. <laughs> I don't know. You, you would play Bambi, <laughs> I imagine. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I want um, to stay off, stay yeah. off a of stage unless I'm playing music. Okay. All right. Um, Mari in uh, San Diego wants to know, um, what do you think of punk music today as opposed to 30 years ago? Uh, I don't think there is punk music anymore. Maybe there's some bands that are following that genre, but punk rock as a a movement or a, or a subculture is dead because right now pretty much punk rock is, you might call it pop culture now in a lot of ways. And even when we started playing around years ago, I felt we were at the tail end of that sort of scene back in L.A. during that time. But, you know, it's got legs. There's some good bands playing. I've heard some really good bands. They don't really fall into the punk genre anymore, but obviously modern rock bands have a huge punk influence because the music was so great and so influential that it's hard to not absorb that into what your own songwriting, what you're playing. So yeah, the difference would be, I guess, punk is acceptable. And when we were doing it long, long ago, it was totally unacceptable. Okay. I, I, you know, I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. Even um, although there's a, a pretty hot punk scene in the uh, Latino music community, uh, people like Alice Bag are, are still out there rocking away. Right. With, uh, yeah. It's not the same, but it's still good. It's just not the same. And, yeah. um, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm older, so I'm not as in tune with what maybe what young people are doing these days either. You know, well, so, I was going to say that after, possibly... after that? 30 years, uh, after 30 years, none of us are the same, but there we are. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah you said this is this construction project has been banging away in your head for two years. Um, how did it actually come about? I understand that it was, there was a little bit of randomness in, in the final album, in the final songs. Yes. So uh, I, I orchestrated these three instrumental pieces, which are on the record. And I thought these were really cool. They almost sound like a soundtrack. And I'm like, hey, would it be great to do a soundtrack for a movie or a play that doesn't exist and just kind of like create this thing? So I had these uh, three instrumentals and I decided to kind of write songs around that whole idea. So it kind of came came to me in pieces. So I'd work on one song and then I had another one, I'd work on that. And it took like almost two years to do all the recording and the singing. So wow. it was a long process. Um, and that's also because I could only go in at studio maybe a day here or there every month or so. So it was kind of dragged out as far as the availability of studio time, my time, and the whole process. The good thing about that is it gives you a lot of time to listen to what you've done and reflect on it and decide where you want to make changes to it. And you're not kind of forced to, to push something out quickly. So you can really hmm. focus on like your production and songwriting and and every little note and just really craft something, which is great. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, particularly the fact that you can go back and tweak it over, over time. I, I was wondering, yeah, if, I mean, uh, uh, go ahead. I, I was wondering uh, the idea of a heroic journey by uh, an ethically challenged, not too bright person kind of works for our time right now. Um, I can think of a couple of people in the, in the public eye who sort of fit that category. Uh, was there anybody specific in your mind who kind of gave you a role model for that part? You mean like a politician? No, nothing like that. No. It was more. Okay. Oh, no. I mean, it was more okay. like, like looking at a faulty version perhaps of myself, you know, or, or somebody who's um, who maybe is uh, selfishly inclined and um, or naive thinks they can do this or do that. And, 
you know, it's, I think we're all kind of in that same boat in a lot of ways with what we do, especially when we're younger kind of decisions we make. And, um, you know, we've all known people that have fallen by the wayside because of decisions they made when they were younger and not knowing how to get out of it. So I think there's part of that is in there as well. We're all kind okay. of a naive person to fool walking through life and it's going to walk right into a, a trap I mean, at some point. If we're not, if we're not astute, you know, things happen. Okay. All yeah. right. Did that? End? I got you. Yeah. Um, th- there is a character that, that uh, or a song in there about someone who, uh, who actually seems to be pretty clever and that's uh, lazy Daisy. So I, I want to play that song and then come back, talk about lazy. Great. Yo, pilgrims, are you looking for me? I love that song. I mean, I get it, it, you get up and dance to to to, to, the, to that song. At uh, um, hey, it's a stripper. It's a stripper pole song, you know. Yeah. Who, who, who's the singer? You know? That is Cat Arthur, and she's a local uh, L.A. icon. She was in a band called Legal Legal Weapon, and she is a fantastic singer, amazingly talented person. Um, Real sweet lady. I've known her for many years, and she is uh, um, just amazing. Um, good stories with her with this project. She she kind of got involved at the beginning a little bit and was kind of touch and go with me, and uh, we decided that it would be great to have her sing that Lazy Daisy song and just kind of like do an ad-lib, uh, jazzy sort of feel to it and she ad-libbed all that that stuff i think we did like four takes of her just ad-libbing through the song and uh we picked what worked and it was just so cool i'm very impressed now to hear that she ad-libbed that <laughs> and yeah that yeah. you did it in only four takes um it's very we difficult yeah we basically yeah we said hey here's kind of like the idea of the song you know you're a you're a prostitute and uh you're doing your job on Hollywood and Vine. And she just started, she went with it and got into the role. And uh, she's so great, man. She's such a great bluesy voice. And and the fact that you could do it in only four takes uh, that you, because ad-libbing after the first, first or second take, it gets more difficult. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Well, back to the story, uh, given how Daisy takes advantage of the pilgrim, um, it sounds like if this was to be produced either as a musical or a rock opera, uh, Daisy might actually be the strongest character, uh, the powerful antagonist, or, or would you put Swampy in that position? Oh, it would definitely be Daisy. Okay. And, uh, All right. Yeah. And, and the song, uh, it's funny enough that we have this little dog and her name is Daisy. And, uh, the whole idea of the song came about when I saw our little our little dog, and she has this nice little waddle when she walks, and it's exactly the beat of the song. Okay. Well, we, we're <laughs> almost out of time, but there's one more uh, song that, that I wanted to play just because it's fun, and that's Singing in the Trees.
like I said, that that song is just fun, you know. <laughs> is that how the story ends on a sunny day with singing and making plans? Actually, that's how the story begins. It's the protagonist as a child who falls in love with his childhood friend, and they spend their time in the summer together climbing trees, you know. Okay. And, um, you know, it's that sort of thing. It's a reflection on the childhood uh, love, you know, the first girlfriend or the first kiss type thing. I and, that. Um, yeah, so it's okay. that whole idea. Yeah. Well, Innocent, we are out of and, time, and uh, uh, I want to make sure that people have an opportunity to get their hands on this album. How do they do that? Um, it comes, it's on vinyl, CD, and it's on all the streaming networks. Um, the vinyl record store, Amazon, um, and same with the CDs. Um, they're everywhere. You can find them online. Um, okay. I don't know. They're available in record stores as well. It's got good distribution. So it's out there. Okay. And you, and you have yeah. an appearance coming up too at the Redwood bar. Now, what's the date on that one? That is uh, May 18th at the historic, uh, Redwood bar in downtown Los Angeles. Um, May 18th, and okay. uh, yeah, hopefully people can come down and check it out. It's a great for, bar. For all my playing with some other great other great bands. For all my LA listeners, uh, May 18th, be sure uh, to put that on your calendar. And that Redwood Bar is lots of fun if you haven't been there, and it is historic. So you'll be able to see him do all these wonderful things live. Kurt, congratulations on the album and on expanding our minds with the album, which you have done. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Patrick, I really appreciate it. It's very nice of you, and uh, you will have a fantastic show. Okay, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, that's uh, Kurt Stiefel and the Swing Shift, and everybody who's in Los Angeles to see him at the Road to the Bar on the 18th. Everybody else should go buy the album or vinyl if you're a vinyl person. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates, and our and the Artistic Echoes Network in London. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, get real-time updates on our guests. Music Friday Live is produced by Music Friday Live and Fairness Radio, LLC. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Uh, download this and other Music Friday Live programs at the blogtalkradio.com network or on iTunes and check out the Music Friday Live a Twitter feed. Um, next week, we're going to be talking with Nave Blues, who will be calling in from Norway, and Eva Ross, who will be calling in from right here in Los Angeles. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on all the guests. In the meantime, have a great musical weekend, and we're going to leave you with a little bit of Singing in the Trees. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.